Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Welch & Company Jewelers, Trey Walewski of Under Armour Golf, Stanley Law Offices, and Camillus Golf Club. Hey, make sure that you do indeed go get your 2024 membership today to Camillus Golf Club, the official golf course of the ML Sports Platter. And thanks to the Swan & Whitaker families, friends of the program, for their support. This is a standalone college football Game recap, I told you I'm going to do a few of these, and I like to do them about halfway through this season and forward. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no X's and O's to it. I don't pick them for specific reasons and all the rest other than I take a game and go, okay, I'm going to recap this because of what I saw and also maybe the implication uh, or implications that it has toward the college football playoff. Um, And so this one is going to be Penn State, Ohio State, and I got to tell you, I was so unimpressed with both of these teams. It isn't even funny. If you want to pick this year as college football, oh, there's no dominant team and this and that. There's no Clemson from the, you know, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence type time. There's no Alabama during the Nick Saban time of the last several years, you know, save this year. And boy, how good did Bama look against Tennessee in terms of that ridiculous second half that they had and that ultra talented D-line taking over 34-20 over Tennessee, scoring 27 unanswered in the second half after they were down 20-7 to at the half. What a win for them. And I'll get into more Bama as the week goes on and the season goes on. But this game was so lackluster and so bad. Uh, part of the game set football back for 100 years, frankly, because this game was 10-6 to at the half. And you kind of wondered how they even got those points on the board. The only freaking reason to watch this football game was Marvin Harrison Jr., honestly. All-American. You could easily say that he's the best player in college football, right? You could say he's better just as a player, man. You could say, I know a lot of people are in love with Caleb Williams and all this and Drake May and oh boy, UNC with that loss to Virginia and he had a bad pick in that game too. But you could argue Marvin Harrison Jr. all day. In fact, I probably would. And it's funny. You've got Olave, you have Garrett Wilson, you have all these great, great, great wide receivers in the NFL from Ohio State. And everyone says this, everyone, the players, the coaches, media people. Yeah, but the best guy's still in Columbus. <laughs> I heard, I've heard Olave and Wilson on podcasts. I don't care who it is. Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen, national stuff here. Doesn't matter. Reading quotes, reading articles. All of them say that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best out of the group. And boy, did he show it. And I did a bunch of preview videos on this game where I thought that, that, I, honest to God, I thought that Marvin Harrison Jr. was not being utilized enough. And they throw it to him 11 times for 162 yards and a touchdown. I thought they still underutilized him. Because here's the thing. You can get Marvin Harrison Jr. and they didn't use him in the running game at all. I feel like they should be using him on reverses. He is so fast. He has the hands. He has route running. He has the ability to shed and you know, break tackles. I mean, you can use him on reverses. You can use him as a decoy. You can use him in the slot. You can use him on the boundary. You can use him everywhere. He is an unbelievable football player. And I thought he was the difference in this game. Overall, I really did. You know, I really thought that he was absolutely positively the difference, you know, and his touchdown catch when the game was 13 to six, right? Ohio State, they were down 10, six at the half. Ohio State was, then they take the ball nine plays, 71 yards and go 440 and they take the lead 13, six. 
their defense came to play. And look, both defenses were pretty good in this game, clearly. I, I, you know, I don't know if it was because they are really good. I mean, we heard a lot more about Penn State than Ohio State. I think Ohio State, that probably got to them, you know, going into this game. But they were both good. Are they both really good? I don't know. Was it more of the offenses being lackluster? I don't know. But it was a low-scoring game. I picked I picked uh, 17-14 Ohio State to win it. It was 20-12. to So I was off by three on Ohio State, and I was off by two points on Penn State. Five points total, I'll take that for a prediction. Man, I thought this would be low-scoring. These teams were brutal offensively. But it was the drive in the fourth quarter. Six plays, 43 yards, 310. It was 20-6. to At that point, you knew with four minutes to go that there was no chance for Ohio State to come back. I mean, it was a two-possession game at that point, or uh, Penn State to come back. It was a two-possession game, and you're like, there's no way, right? That catch, that drive, that Marvin Harrison touchdown should have happened way earlier in the game, way earlier in the game. They should have been hitting him all day long. Penn State's D-line, pretty good. Their linebackers, they're all right. They're good tacklers, but the secondary, they clearly couldn't keep up with Marvin Harrison Jr. And I understand there were mixed packages and mixed this and mixed that, and Joe Klatt talked about it. And, you know, you, you know, mixing some zone and some man, that's nice. He's unstoppable. He's uh, There's just some guys you can't defend. It doesn't matter what you bring at him. It doesn't matter how many kitchen sinks you bring at him. It's constantly going to be a hassle trying to stop this dude. Think Jerry Rice, man. Think Jim Brown. And I'm not saying he's going to be those guys, but from a defensive coordinator staying up every night all week trying to figure out this guy, keep him with the football. Gosh, you got to keep throwing it to him. So I was at least happy that they did throw him the ball more than they have in previous games and that he was the absolute difference maker in this football game that was so brutal to watch. It was so brutal. It was a high noon. It was awful. It was a horrible football game. Now, Marvin Harrison Jr., by the way, he has had one, two, three, four 100-yard games this year. WKU, he had one with a touchdown. Notre Dame, he was, I mean, he had three catches for 32 yards. I thought that was the number one reason why they lost a football game. And I don't want to hear, well, Notre Dame defensively did this. No, 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 no. It's Marvin Harrison Jr. You keep feeding the beast. (laughs) Yeah, Maryland had a great game. Eight catches, 163, and a touchdown. Thought he could have had at least two or three more touchdowns in that game. Purdue game on the road, six catches, 105, and a touchdown. Could have easily had 200-plus yards there. I'm telling you, this dude can be used even more. He is that good. He is that unstoppable. He had 1,263 yards last year and 14 touchdowns. He has six touchdowns right now and 766 yards. I thought he was going to blow away last year's numbers. He was a difference in this game. More on Penn State, Ohio State, schedules looking ahead and all the rest. This is the ML Sports Platter, all brought to you by our good friends, at CH Insurance. Hey, they're in your corner every day, every way. Make sure you log on to chinsurance.cc. They are here 24-7 to answer questions and help with claims. CH Insurance, the official insurance company of the ML Sports Platter. And a tip of the cap, uh, thank you as well to Courtney of Maple Down Senior Living Community, Bowers & Company CPAs, the Al and Angus Pub and Jam and Beats. Hey, if you're in and around Central New York, you need a DJ for that private party and all the rest. Go with Jam and Beats. My friends Jamie and the gang do an awesome job. Birthday parties, private parties, weddings, and more. Jam and Beats, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, the official DJ service of the platter. More on Penn State, Ohio State coming up next. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you? How about going with my friends? at Bet Online. This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, hockey is starting, NBA upcoming, baseball playoffs soon as well. Plus, hey, the Ryder Cup so you can lay some money down 
on Team USA as well. 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the website. BetOnline, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the -the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. We're brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Barks and Rec, Doggy Daycare, and Ken's Auto Detailing. Route 11 in Cicero. If you're in and around Central New York, get that truck, boat, car detailed, jet ski, whatever it might be. Even in the off season with your uh, with your uh, transportation, get it all done there. You'll literally drive off the lot feeling like you have a brand new vehicle. At Ken's Auto Detailing, the official detail house of the ML Sports Platter. By the way, I've heard from a few people the last couple of weeks about podcasts and ads and all, oh, there's so many ads or so many. Listen, if we don't have ads, we don't eat. If we don't have ads, we can't do this. And so I appreciate everybody who supports this program. I support everybody uh, everybody who does pods, works in media, content creators. There's a lot of garbage out there as far as the modern media goes, but the traditional and the modern media, they're colliding a lot more than they have in the past. And if you don't like the ads... Who cares? I subscribe to over 25 podcasts. You know what you do? You do it just like everything else, like DVR, Netflix, Hulu, everything that we have today. We have too much. There is too much content. You got to weed through things, but you pick what you want to listen to. And if there's ads, like for example, Dan Patrick is my idol in the business. Dan Patrick is the best interviewer in the business. He has been for a long time. I know that he's going to have interviews around the 20 to 25 mark. I listen to some other parts of his show, but I love him as an interviewer. I just fast forward who he has on. I see it. I'm like, oh, there's Russ Talker. There's so-and-so. There's this person, that person, Ian Rappaport, blah, blah, blah. And I just go right into it. I skip over the ads. I skip over the dialogue with him and the Dayanettes, and I just go right to the interviews. I listen to certain pods different ways. Colin Cowherd, I listen to monologues and the interviews. You know, like Spittin' Chicklets is my favorite podcast. I listen to the entire podcast. So if you don't like the ads, you don't have to listen to them. You skip through them. I would appreciate people listening to some of them because a lot of them are small businesses, at least people who I work with. 
and a lot of other people work with small businesses and so you can hear what they have to offer and go from there. But like a lot of the national stuff that even gets dropped in these podcasts, which obviously I'm not a fan of, but it's just how it works if you're on a network and you just do deal with it and you do it. And so if you hear a national ad for, I don't know, Home Depot or Lowe's or whoever, just skip over the freaking thing and quit complaining. Uh, meanwhile, Penn State, Ohio State, the future for Penn State. This game probably did it for them. I can't see them getting back into the national championship picture at this particular point for a couple of reasons. Number one, they ain't that good. Number two, they still have Michigan on the schedule. That's It's that simple. They should win all the other games, but they got to go play Michigan a high noon at home. Now, if they win that game, they win out, the narrative could change real quick. But to me, I watched Ohio State, I watched Penn State, and I'm like, yeah, Michigan is 100, 100, 100 miles ahead of all of these teams. Meanwhile, Ohio State, Definitely in the driver's seat to try and make the college football playoff. Could be a situation, well, they're going to win the next four easily. Wisconsin, Rutgers, Michigan State, and Minnesota. Okay, easily. The last game of the year at Michigan. Right? I mean, all the poker chips are on the table. Clearly right now, I think Michigan's a way better team. But anything can happen. As we've seen in college football, pro football, every year, all day long. Anything can happen. And... Look, I think if Ohio State even loses that game but plays close, there's a very good chance that maybe it's Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and the fourth team, I don't know, a Washington in the in the playoff at that point. Um, you know, if they lose to Michigan and get absolutely throttled and there's another one-loss team that has a better resume, okay. But Ohio State's resume looks pretty good. I think if they hang in there against Michigan and lose, I think there's still a really good chance here in the college football playoff. You know, it, it would take a lot for somebody to go, nah, we're not going to take Ohio State with that brand, with that coach, with those wins over Penn State and Notre Dame. And I know Penn State's not that good, and I just said it, but the name, that's what I'm saying, the name. You just look at, oh, beat number seven. beat the, the That's how a lot of people operate. Like, oh, they beat the brand. Beat, oh, there were seven. Oh, they beat number seven, beat number nine. Like, that's what I mean. Like, they beat the brand. It was a rivalry game, blah, blah, blah. Penn State's not that good, but it was still a good win based on all of the circumstances. Rivalry. Uh, uh, close game, you know, all that kind of stuff. By the way, James Franklin, Penn State, are you kidding me right now? The guy cannot win a big game. He cannot beat Ohio State. He cannot beat highly ranked teams. It is an absolute embarrassment. As far as the uh, standings go, you know, in the Big Ten too, I mean, when you look all around, uh, you got a a really big time, uh, you know, situation here, right? Because you've got uh, it's loaded up in the East. I mean, that's that's really what it boils down to. Uh, nobody's really that good out in the West. Um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to come down to that game. It's going to come down to Ohio State, Michigan for the right to play in the Big Ten Championship. And, you know, if Ohio State, let's say, were to win close, Michigan would maybe be out there as a one, well, not maybe, definitely, would be out there as a one-loss team. And does anybody want to shut the door on Michigan at that point? They might want to. The computers also might want to. Why? Because Michigan is in a position where they haven't played anybody. Everybody thinks they're great. They, there's a lot of distance between Ohio State and Penn State watching that game, but they haven't played anybody as of this recording. But they still have Penn State on the road, and they have Ohio State at home. So that schedule will certainly, at the end, allow them to be in the conversation. If they went out and they win the Big Ten Championship, which whoever wins in the East is surely to hopefully, I would think, win the West, you know, beat the West, I should say, then you're good to go. But a lot of football still to play. Michigan-Ohio State looms large. Michigan-Penn State looms large. I can't wait to watch this thing finish out. And I am finishing out right here. 
with a Penn State Ohio State recap on the ML Sports Platter. Thanks for listening. We're brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and Bonnet Sales and Service. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.